Hello, everybody. It is January 31st. Yes. It's Thursday, January 31st, 2019, because I've said 2018 like 10 times this week. It's fine. Super fun. Uh, no one can judge you for that until like March, right? Right. That's Those are the rules. <laughs> um, the generally accepted rules. On today's show, we have some NBA trade news. We have Kyler Murray basically telling the MLB they suck. <laughs> MLB free agency still not wrapped up yet. And maybe the biggest news of the day, Mizzou. Mm-hmm. And every bit of NCAA sanction uh, that came down on them this afternoon or this morning. I'm not sure exactly when this dropped, actually. Um, but yeah, we got a great show ahead. So we're going to kick it off with Mizzou because this is the biggest story of the day. I think it's appropriate to start here. That's good journalism, um, Zach. I'm very impressed. Yeah, thank you. Gr- great journalist over here. Very professional. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so essentially, if you don't know what happened, uh, Mizzou has now been banned from postseason play for the 2018-2019 season for their baseball and softball team mm-hmm. and for the 2019-2020 season, so next year, for their football team, which is just devastating yeah for <laughs> to sure. be to be banned from bowl season for a school is especially one that everyone was generally expecting to make a bowl game as we were expecting mizzou to with the addition of kelly bryant right that transfer changes the game right that transfer completely changed their outlook for the season um but now he said he's huge. staying i just saw yep so which i honestly <clears throat> i was kind of surprised about i thought he would transfer to somewhere else i'm a, I'm a little surprised i would transfer yeah, I would transfer would. to somewhere that had a shot. He's a good enough quarterback. He could probably play anywhere in the nation. Yeah. Um, There's going to be a lot of places, Kansas included, that would be very happy to have him. Um, Yeah, I would transfer to somewhere where they had a shot at playing in a bowl game, a big bowl game. Um, I think the benefit here is that now he can play the regular season. He have a great regular season, and he doesn't have to worry about a Those postseason expectations. at all. Yeah. Right. So, I mean – he was probably someone, honestly, if they got to a bowl game, he was probably going to be one of those guys that sat out anyway if it was like the Citrus Bowl or the Gasparilla Bad Boy Mowers Bowl or something like that. <laughs> what? Or, you know, that's a bowl. Look it up. Um, and so, you know, he was probably going to sit out anyway, but now this just really doesn't change his plan probably a whole lot. Takes the pressure off. Right. Um, and this is just – I'll go through basically everything that happened with them – um, that dropped from this case. So yeah, because I have a question, actually, about it. Okay. Um, so the Committee of D- Division One membership approved infractions penalty guidelines to prescribe the following measures. Three years probation, a 10-year show cause order for the former tutor, the one who sort of whistle blew in this case. Um, during any period, any NCAA member um, school employing the tutor must restrict her from any athletic-related duties. So she can't be associated with athletics at any university for for 10 years. Wow. Um, a 2018-19 academic year postseason ban for baseball and softball programs. A 2019-2020 academic year ban for their football program. Uh, so as we said, that's next fall. Um, they saw a 5% reduction in the amount of scholarships in which football, baseball, and softball programs are allowed to give out during the 2019-2020 year. Recruiting restrictions for each uh, football, baseball, and softball programs during 2019-2020. They got a seven-week ban on unofficial visits. They had a 12.5% reduction in official visits, a seven-week ban on recruiting communications, a seven-week ban on all off-campus uh, recruiting contacts and evaluations, so they can't even go evaluate players, and a 12.5% reduction in recruiting um, person or evaluation days. Good Lord. Oh, and on top of that, there's a $5,000 fine. That's horrible. Yeah. Um, So this is... What did UNC get when they were caught cheating? Basically nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Um, I love the NCAA, don't you? Yeah, super consistent with everything Sylvia D'Souza, how do you feel about the NCAA? Um, (laughs) Okay, so sorry. Here's my question. Sure. Is... What about the players who, like, were involved in this? Because academic misconduct is also a thing. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, like outside of the NCAA, are there going to be repercussions from Missouri? And what about that tutor? Is she going to be expelled? Because that's really serious. Yeah. So the tutor has been, from what I read, she's been disassociated with the university. Yeah. So she's done. Okay. In her meetings with the university, and this is very important, mm-hmm. this part right here. In her meetings with the university officials and the NCAA, they did not find any evidence that the university pressured her to do these things that the university persuaded her to do it and why that's huge because if the university is the one behind this that would be an entirely different discussion of corruption that would go all the way over to the chancellor's office at mizzou and everything like that sure so basically what she did it says that she completed online coursework that included assignments quizzes and exams she completed an entire course for one student athlete and completed portions of a placement placement exam for two student athletes um said reported she was assigned to one particular student athlete and then the tutor was changed out to another uh, that the athletic department advised her to meet with um this is this is just bad for them as a program right now yeah it's a terrible look i mean coming on the heels of a season where they i'll say it was disappointing mm-hmm. i think they easily could have gone 10 and 3 they were maybe a couple of bad plays they should have beat south carolina mm-hmm. there's no reason for them to lose that game and then they should have beat kentucky on probably that skeptical pass interference call so they they're two plays away from being a 10 and 3 team last year which is pretty big instead they were eight and five um my bigger takeaway from this is the concerns i have for their financials because yesterday the kansas city star released a statement that missouri athletics is operating in the red for the second consecutive year which means they ran a two million dollar budget deficit uh according to their financial documents that they had to submit to the sec that is so much money yeah um, and then this hit is going to be, I mean, it's not going to be good for them. No. And, and that was, you know, with a $2 million boost that they saw with the addition of MPJ this year, even though he didn't wind up doing anything at Mizzou. Um, and then the other more pressing issue that I found is that this article put out by the Kansas City Star says they didn't sell out a single home football game. And that is with, they're doing renovations on the stadium right now. That's with reduced seating. So their home attendance was down to like 51,000 people uh, per game, which isn't good. (laughs) Overall enrollment's down 3.3% while freshman enrollment is up. Um, But that's probably due to the fact that they had some smaller classes post-2015 drama. Um, And overall, the program is just not in a perfect state. Uh, They got a one million dollar subsidy from the university to help them with some of these things um and it was clear that the small or the biggest part of their revenue came from media rights in which they brought in 38 million so their my takeaway from all this and my question is if you're a mizzou fan and now you know your season means nothing they in theory could go undefeated next year and do nothing Yikes. after the season is over. They won't win an SEC championship. They won't go to the playoff. They won't go to a bowl game. Wait, so they can't win the SEC? Like, no. So how does that work? Are they just going to be in last place forever? Like, so, so <laughs> that's essentially, very confusing. Essentially, they could go undefeated. I don't know if this would necessarily ban them from like a regular season title, in quotes. Right, so that's what I'm um, asking. Or being like their division champion. Mm-hmm. But since they're banned from all postseason play, it won't matter. Even if they win their division and they go undefeated and beat everybody that's on their schedule. It still doesn't make a difference. They won't make they won't go to the SEC championship game. Huh. Whoever's in second is gonna go. Huh. Which I'm not sitting here saying I thought this Mizzou team was going to go undefeated. I didn't right. but it's the idea. But it's the idea that they could and it wouldn't fucking matter. Ouch. So if you're a fan, are you, I mean, are you going to the games this year? Are you still showing up? Are you doing all that? If I'm a fan, 
right? Which I'm not. Let me just put that out there so we don't lose listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If I'm a fan, I'm still going. Mm -hmm. Because for me, going to football, basketball, baseball, softball games is not about thinking like, oh, this could be a team that makes the postseason. It's about going and having a really good time. Right. So... I don't know. For me, I, I think it's still worth it. Like, because that's not what I'm thinking about when I'm at those games. I'm like, oh, how cool is it that I get to be here? You know what I mean? Right. Like, it, I'm going to Allen Fieldhouse this weekend to um, Saturday's game. And I'm so mm-hmm. excited. And it's not because I'm like, we're going to go to the postseason because we're <laughs> probably not going to make it that far. <laughs> this is a sweet 16 team this year. Really? Maybe. I think <laughs> that I think that's even at a best. little far. I'm, I'm scared for yeah. us. But that's another conversation. Yeah, totally different conversation. <laughs> but, like, you know, I'm excited because I'm thinking about how fun it's going to be to be there. Right. I just, I don't know. I, I worry that in the case of Mizzou, this could, they're already struggling with ticket sales. They're already struggling struggling with their financials. I can't see this helping that situation. No, of course not. At all. Yeah. All I see this as is another thing to drop attendance, to maybe lose some players due to transfers even though i have not seen kudos to them i have not seen any players transfer yet even kelly bryant he said he's staying like we covered earlier yeah so which is shocking to me but right and and this basically just amounts to really a lost season for them yeah which sucks yeah i mean it really sucks especially since you see like unc and some of these blue blood programs that have been caught with a a lot worse yeah and nothing happens to them Mm -hmm. i mean it's just not fair and it's very frustrating well someone in one of my classes today brought up the fact that michigan state had the whole larry nasser situation jesus um oh just hearing that name i swear to god makes the hair on my the back of my neck (laughs) stand up yeah i i don't blame you he's a disgusting human being what a nightmare person um but that whole situation happened um you know, I understand maybe because it wasn't – I understand the logic of maybe it wasn't a student athlete specifically who was violating the rules or a student that was violating the rules. But Michigan State, what repercussions did we really see? What limitations did we oh, really see? Oh, it should have see? been so much worse. Sure. I mean, the fact that so many adults knew and the fact that it was allowed to continue, it should have been a nightmare for that school. Right. So what and and that's just it. What limitations did we really see? These are the infractions that came down on the university for having student athletes cheat in well, classes. Well, honestly, it's disappointing because they were honest about it, or she was honest about it. Whoever came forward, that tutor, right? Yeah. Like she was honest about it, and she's been expelled. Which I mean, she shouldn't have done it, but she's been disassociated. Okay, what does that mean? I don't honestly expelled, right? I mean, you can't well, associate I don't think she, with the university. I don't think she was a student anymore. I don't think she is a student anymore. We're going to have to read into that after the break. We'll make sure that we dig on that and double check if she was a student or not. But I don't believe she was a student. I think she's coming forward as an alumni. That's why I think they're specifically wording it as disassociation. Oh, that changes everything. So. Because even that, wow, that's almost worse for them then. Because it is similar. It's, I mean, it's similar to what you just compared it with, with the Larry Nasser situation. Uh, he wasn't a student, obviously. So if she's not a student and they came forward with that information. Yeah. I mean, that's really bad. That's a really terrible message we're sending. Well. That, you know, you cheat on tests. Again, not that that's okay, but you cheat on some assignments and stuff like that versus you molest. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I don't, nowhere in the same ballpark. Not even close. No. And the repercussions are vastly different. Right. And worse in the mm. case of Mizzou. Now I'm pissed off. Yeah. Think about Just let that sit for a minute. I don't want to. Yeah. I'm pissed. It's not good. It, re- it really isn't. What a message we're sending to our <clears throat> female students. Yeah. You just don't fucking matter. That's the message. <laughs> yeah. I. It, now it's I'm just... mad. We need to take a freaking break. <laughs> <laughs> um, But yeah, this is, you know. As we said earlier, their football ticket revenue dropped from eleven million dollars to eleven point zero five million to ten point five million, um, and attendance took a slight drop um, under their new coach down to fifty one thousand four hundred and sixty six on average per mm-hmm. game. Um, so yeah, this is a lost season 
for Mizzou. I don't, I don't really know how much it's going to influence their incoming recruiting class. I know that their seniors, and it, the NCAA in their release specifically worded that their seniors on that team are allowed to transfer and be eligible to play immediately on whatever roster they wind up. Oh on. wow! So they're really trying to hurt Mizzou. Right. So, so in theory, their whole senior class could leave, which won't happen. Right. But in theory, their whole senior class could leave, and all those guys could be eligible this wow. year. Wow. So, you know, it it is. This is not a good situation. That's all I have to say. It's it is a shit situation. I don't know how much more is gonna come out about this or what extra details there are left to be seen but all i know is this is going to be a bad year for mizzou um transitioning a little bit mm -hmm. we're going to switch to college basketball we're going to go across back across the border um between kansas and missouri to here in lawrence why are we so bad <laughs> it is physically painful to watch games right now like i oh. I was waiting for Writers Club to start when I was watching the. <laughs> shut up! You shut your I, mouth. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. What? You're really gonna mock me for enjoying writing? No, I'm not mocking you. I just that sentence kind of made me laugh a little. Mm -hmm. It's all right. Appreciate it. Okay, Thank I see that. the look you're giving me. It didn't come from a place of anger or anything like that. No, it didn't. <laughs> but it's still funny. <laughs> Okay, so I'm waiting for Riders Club to start, and I'm sitting in the union, and I'm, like, watching the game, and uh, it was it was painful. Like, it was horrible. Every single shot that went up, I was like, that's not going in. Right. It, it, if it's you don't know, if you didn't follow, Kansas dropped a game to a Kentucky, who, frankly, was just way more physical. Yeah. They out-rebounded us. They out played us on the glass and that they is where we lost that game yeah. yeah they were better than us and especially down the stretch because we left the first half saying all right they, they, i don't see you know any reason we couldn't still be in this game and win this yeah, game of course not but like they came out in the second half and they just w had their way they sort of willed that win um and then pretty much immediately after texas texas where unranked we, texas unranked texas who i don't think is a horrible team no, they're not horrible, but, but still, that's we, a, should, we should have won that game. That is a game they need to win. Yeah. Because now we're going into a stretch where we got Kansas State and Texas Tech. I mean, we're just not going to win the Big 12. That's We're not. That's my question. As a Kansas fan, are you hitting the panic button on this season right now saying, oh, fuck, <laughs> I don't know if this team is good or not? I Here's where my thought process is right now is – we got the streak, you know, like I, I'm happy that, you know, we got the record and the streak. Maybe it's time has just passed. And that's horribly sad, especially since, you know, we're students here, but right. like, I don't see how we win the big 12 here. I don't either. We're I, tied for third right now. Yeah. And what K-State is in the lead. That doesn't feel good. <laughs> K-State's in the lead. Baylor's on a tear. Tech's defense is phenomenal. And that's I, who we play on Saturday, right? And yeah. we're tied for third with Texas Tech. It, it just, it doesn't look good. No. This isn't, this is always the point in the year I felt like in the past with Kansas teams where we come out of December, we usually have a couple bad games and you go, okay, that wasn't ideal, but it's going to turn around. Yeah, because you have that faith. And right. this team hasn't shown enough to give you that faith. Right. I, I think for me, it was in the Baylor game when they just, pissed away that lead yeah that they had i think it was like 16 points at one point and they just pissed it away and yeah. they almost lost that game where i went okay this team really doesn't have any ability to close they don't have any ability to win down the stretch they don't have really some semblance of leadership w that i can see anyway no and that's what abaji said in the post-game interview right um was that basically bill self had said that somebody needs to step up and he was like we don't have anybody stepping up and that is I'm just going to say this from a pure image standpoint. That is not good that your freshman who was supposed who to be Who just burned red a red shirt? shirt? Yeah. Yeah. Who was supposed to be red shirted this year is the one sitting in front of the media telling them that, yeah, our coach says, you know, we don't have any leadership right yeah. now. And coming off of, you know, having Frank Mason and Devontae Graham as these huge leaders on the court to right. now 
it's like a scramble almost. Well, and that's been the thing. And every was... every possession looks like nobody knows what's going on. Right. Is how it looks to me. I'll be honest. The game where it changed for me was uh, the loss to Iowa State. Mm-hmm. I saw that and I was like, that's a sloppy team. That's yeah. really disappointing. You know, and I, I think it's confusing for a lot of Kansas fans. And it's frustrating for a lot of Kansas fans. Yeah, of course. Because this is a team that beat number one, now number one, Tennessee. That beat Marquette, who's mm-hmm. a top 10 team. We beat Villanova. We beat Michigan State. Yeah, we've beat at least three top 10 teams this season, right? We've beat... So we have yeah. the talent. We have the potential. It's just, I don't know if we're not capitalizing on it or what right. the problem is, but it's it looks bad. But I also want to make a point that this is not the same team that right. was playing without, Tennessee, without that was Doak, playing Michigan State. It's a huge difference. It's, it's enormous. Because he was the leader. Right. Is and, what I would say, is that he was the leader on that court, and then without him, it's a scramble. Right, and now we have, I, I'm going to say, a general lack of rim protection. Yeah, because I think that's fair. you can't expect Lawson to just swat everything away. I, he barely jumps sometimes, yeah. but... Did you see, <laughs> you see Barcel KU's game plan? Uh-uh. They tweeted a picture that was like, you know, a coach's whiteboard and stuff. Yeah. And it had arrows pointing to the center and it said pass to Diedrich. And they're like <laughs> the game plan for tonight. Yeah. Because honestly, it makes sense. Yeah. And, and you know, we were in this state of just expecting him to carry the load mm-hmm. where, where we need every single game him to put up 30 and 15. Right. And what we at the beginning of the season, I mean, it was guys that we were all really excited for, like Grimes and like even Charlie Moore, I was super excited for. Were you really? I was. Okay. He was a little adorable. Um I... <laughs> We get excited about players for the wrong reason. Well, no. <laughs> or okay. for different reasons. I also was excited because I thought he was gonna do well. Right. And now it has not gone well for him. And he's a guy who's seeing less and less minutes basically each game to the point where he's almost never on the court. Yeah. And you know, Quentin Grimes is somebody who has flashes of just like brilliance and then is subpar. Yeah. And I saw there was an article on Bleacher Report a while back about why Bill Self is stuck with Grimes and why that's going to pay off for him. And I'm like, I really hope they're right, because right now it's not looking good. I just it, it's so disappointing. Like, I don't know if you remember in the Michigan State game, mm-hmm. Grimes was six of eight from three. He looked pretty good. That's what I'm saying. Flashes of brilliance. Most of the game. I haven't seen anything like that no. since. Not the, not a single game have we seen him perform that way. Vic is sometimes there, sometimes ready to just go off and drop 25. And yeah. other times he drops four. Yeah. You know, in the Kentucky game, up until I think he had like 12 points or something like that. He had like six up until the last two minutes where he just nailed two threes in basically garbage time. And then what about... Marcus Garrett, who was outstanding for two games and yep. gave me a little glimmer of hope. I was like, oh, hey, like this guy could be not the answer. Right. You know, I wasn't going that far, but like that could be a step in the right direction. Yep. We and have then, a two way player. And yeah. And then his offense was subpar is the best word for it. it. This team is remarkably inconsistent mm-hmm. and it is. And it's weird. I just don't understand why there's no. I I guess unity or semblance of unity would be the right word. I just don't see it. Yeah. At all. It's disjointed, it's sloppy, mm-hmm. and it looks like, you know, you have five players who are just it, it's almost desperate, I guess would be the best word for it. Right. Throwing up shots that don't make sense. Sure. And it it looks like desperation of right. just trying to get this win out and then it's not going to happen when you're playing desperate. And, and of course r- not that I am a right. basketball expert. <laughs> of course. You know, my 5th grade. <laughs> Um, career was not exceptional, but I think the most remarkable part of all of this, we do have the highest two point field goal percentage in the big 12. What? How does that even, oh, that bothers hi- me so much the more. The highest. And it's just, and yet this team is in, you're usually not saying, yeah, we have the highest percentage like mm-hmm. for two point shots and you know, one of the better offense, offensive efficiencies. You're usually not sitting there then and saying, okay, I don't know if this team could win the conference championship. Right. If you're seeing numbers like that, you're thinking, oh, that's a good team. Yeah. And so basically all I have at this point in the season, KJ Lawson feels like a bust. Mm -hmm. Charlie Moore feels like a bust. Yeah. 
Mitch hasn't seen the court at all. He was briefly there in the Texas game. I was like, oh, hey, there's Mitch. Right. He looked like he was having the time of his life just being out there, and that doesn't say great things. Right. And before that game, he'd seen like 12 minutes in the previous three games combined. So he's never out there. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what David McCormick's role is right now. (laughs) Yeah. I I genuinely don't know. And he's someone who I like a lot because I see that that dude could be special. Right. And I see the hustle and the effort and the energy from him. Yeah. You know every single time he's on the floor yeah he's someone who like if i was gonna say that's a potential leader for this team mm-hmm. i would say honestly david mccormack i think could step into that role with how athletic he is his physicality and the energy he brings i'm like i could see that but right. i mean he's not ready right no which is fine it, i Do- guess <laughs> Dotson has flashes of being phenomenal mm-hmm. i don't think he's refined his game yet no, I enough agree. Because I see him drive the lane a lot, and then he jumps in the air immediately thinking, I'm going to drive the lane and pass, but he doesn't already have somewhere mapped out where he's going to pass. He just turns and looks for the first yeah. white or blue jersey that he sees, and then he passes it to them. Bill Self, I saw quite a few times, and timeouts get really annoyed because yeah. he'll throw the ball away because he's just passing, and he's not... Right. Like, there was one, uh, the play I'm thinking of is Marcus Garrett's not even looking at him, and he mm-hmm. threw it to Marcus Garrett, and it was out of bounds. Right. Like, it was just done. And Bill Self, like, looked like he said, get your head out of your ass in the huddle. Right. Because or it's like, in the Kentucky it's, game. it's stupid mental mistakes like that right. that are the most frustrating. In, in the Kentucky game, he, dri- he drove the lane and jumped, turned back, like he already had that mapped out in his head, mm-hmm. threw it, and the guy he threw it to was McCormick. Who then took an 18-foot jumper. Right, right. I know exactly the point. off the back of the rim. <laughs> I know exactly it, what you're talking about. You, I don't feel that chemistry from this team. I don't feel that energy from this team that I felt from teams with guys like Devontae Graham running the point. When sure. he had Svi and he was you know, throwing no-look passes to him because he knew where he was going to be. It was like they had it mentally telegraphed that, okay, we were so he's going to be in that corner. We were so blessed with Devontae Graham, Malik Newman, and Svee, and we just took it for well, granted. Well, think about it this way. Like, we have had a senior guard or a senior player in a position to lead the team for the past four years, pretty yeah, much. basically. Because we've had, last year it was Devontae, mm-hmm. year before that it was Frank, year before that we had Perry Ellis. Yeah. You know, and it's it's... Those are fantastic players. Yeah, of course. To have leading your team. I don't see it. I don't see LeGerald Vick as the vocal leader of this team. No, I don't at all. I don't and see, I see Lawson some people as on, the vocal leader of the team. Well, I see some people on Twitter who go absolutely crazy for LeGerald Vick. And I'm like, I would love to feel that level of excitement. But he's way too inconsistent. And mm-hmm. gets in trouble for stupid stuff like missing shoot around. Sure. That it just pisses me off. Because it's almost like, I don't know. It, it, he is not the leader no. right now. I'm not saying he couldn't be. I'm not saying he couldn't develop into this person. No, but he hasn't shown in the past that he wants that role. Right. I guess is what I was but looking But he is for not the leader right now that we have had in the past. No. And that we have been able to rely on. Last year, when we were down in a game, you could put the ball in Devante's hands and just sort of expect something to happen. Yeah, absolutely. He would will something to happen mm-hmm. you could put the two years ago you could put put the ball in frank's hands the end of the duke game in the champions oh classic my god put it in his hands he dribbled it down went iso hit a game winner the, can i just say my theory on that though sure my theory is that the ghost of fog allen and james naismith plucked that ball okay <laughs> when grayson when grayson allen shot that ball oh you're talking about the tournament last year yeah yeah, I'm talking about the... I'm talking about the Duke game in the tournament. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. Yeah. No, you're good. But I, I sincerely think that Fog Allen in <laughs> <laughs> plucked that ball out of the net. It's a really interesting theory. That's that's my theory. I'm not sure exactly how much ground that has. Or absolutely none. Football, no, but... absolutely none. <laughs> but I'm sticking to that story. But yeah, this, this is not... This Kansas team right now is in a bad state. I would, I genuinely would be surprised if we went to the Sweet 16, and that is a terrible place to be in, because at the beginning of the season, we were number one. Right. We were a potential national championship team. But we were a team that was expected to have phenomenal front court depth. I know. We were supposed to have Udoka and Silvio 
and McCormick and Lightfoot and be able to sort of rotate those guys. And now we've been relegated to playing small ball with a team that doesn't shoot the three super well because we don't. Mm -hmm. When LeGerald Vick's not on from three, our three ball is virtually non-existent. Yeah. And who is too small really right now with the lineups that we're running to have a powerful inside presence and to constantly get boards and to have elite rim protection. It, it just, this team does not have one thing that they can hang their hat on that they can say, we are the best at this. This is what we are better at than anybody else. Even Virginia last year who had no semblance of an offense, they were amazing defensively. Mm-hmm. And that was what they were able to hang their hat on. Texas Tech this year, they can hang their hat on the fact that they are amazing defensively. What exactly can this team, this Kansas Jayhawks team, hang their hat on and say, we're amazing at this, we are elite at this, we're the best at this? Making your players <laughs> and your fans really sad. <laughs> <laughs> Stressing us out, basically, is what you're saying. Um, but yeah. Last I, story, I was pissed, and now I'm just sad. Yeah. It, it's just... It's a frustrating year. Rock chalk. <laughs> this might be a very frustrating year. When we come back from break, Chris Dapsporzingis is a Dallas Maverick now. So we're going to talk all the details of that trade, go into a little bit, a little bit, and then uh, maybe an, an ah, MLB free agency update. Wow. Maybe. Long day. Can't talk. <laughs> Long day. Thanks for joining us on the Easy Sports Podcast. We will be right back. back to the easy sports podcast take two we absolutely blew it oh that was not good yeah so <laughs> just to let you guys in on what was happening we came back to record from the break started recording had a good just, what four or five minutes done yeah and we and just we argued for the same thing we we basically were making the same point at each other yeah but like saying it in different ways for two and a half minutes two and a half least. minutes straight where we it would have been so annoying for everybody to I'm, listen every to. single listener would have been screaming yeah because they would you guys would have known that we were saying the exact same thing to each other we were just arguing about it so we decided to not put you through that right and just start over restart it scrap it take two let's hope there's no take three um but geez. i don't have time for a take three <laughs> <laughs> busy wow I mean, I didn't know. I didn't know you're such a busy person. It's school. So let's not <laughs> make it out to be. <laughs> um, so coming back from break, NBA trade talk. Actually, let's do the fact first. Okay. Um, so we were looking at the NBA rankings. And we decided, hey, let's, you know, let's look back at some past rankings, see, you know, where teams were a few years ago, stuff like that. Um, so we basically were decided that we're going to look at Cleveland in 2009 and 2010, which was LeBron's last season as a Cavalier. They went 61 and 21 the next season, like very next season after he left and went to Miami, the team went 19 and 63. So basically flipped the wins and losses column almost perfectly, almost perfectly flipped. They were a couple games off from having a just perfect record swap. Um, but yeah, that's bad. Terrible. Absolutely terrible. Um, that's crazy. Were there other like moves in the offseason that would have made an impact? Or was that just LeBron leaving I, that changes the game in that way? I'm going to put it this way. He was, I'm sure, the most impactful move from their roster that entire year. You know, I'm sure there wasn't one more move that was more impactful than him leaving the team. Yeah. Um. But bring that forward to this year, the worst team in the Eastern Conference is the New York Knicks. They are absolute. What are you dying about over there? 
Okay. <laughs> you're like i look over your face is beat red trying to hold in laughter because my roommate texted me we we're trying to figure out what to do for dinner tonight yeah like we have another hello fresh meal but we we're like do we really want to do that we're both feeling lazy what on earth is hello fresh it's a meal kit delivery service that okay. shops plans and <laughs> all right <laughs> this is not sponsored um but so then we decided we weren't going to do that and we were going to like have Chipotle instead. Sure. And she just said she would pick it up for us. And uh, I was like, oh, thank you. And I texted her my order and uh, she responded. Emma, we've been married for over a year and a half. I know your Chipotle order because <laughs> we always joke that we're married. Jeez. But I don't know. Just the way you she two kind of it. are a married couple. The way you interact. Honestly, we are. Yeah. It, her boyfriend like doesn't even know because he's never like seen us together in person right and she's told him she's like you don't understand how codependent we are like we're basically married and he's like yeah okay whatever that's but so funny. he he doesn't get it it's it's very funny that's just incredible. the way she said it made me laugh she's gonna <laughs> she's gonna appreciate the shout out this right now oh i'm sure she will um anyway anyway the new york knicks have the worst record in the nba right now basically they're 10 and 40 yeah, they're ten and forty right now. They That's are. That's so bad. I mean, all... can we just take a moment to appreciate how bad that is? Oh, just dog shit. Poor Knicks. Uh, they are four and eighteen at home, in the Garden, and they are six and twenty-two on the road. They, I mean, just horrible. Um. Anyway, how that relates to them now? Mm-hmm. They just finalized a trade with the Dallas Mavericks. Kristaps Porzingis basically came out and said he was pissed off with how the team was doing. Um, which duh <laughs> yeah, i was gonna um, say really what a hot take i know uh can't imagine if all of new york is feeling the same way <laughs> right um everyone's just walking around pissed off all the day <laughs> <laughs> well that's just new york yeah that's oh, just that's how they fair. are that's true <laughs> um the knicks acquired dennis smith jr deandre jordan wesley matthews and two future first round picks and the knicks are uh and the mavericks acquired chris Epps porzingis tim hardaway jr trey burke uh and courtney lee so Who's pretty... the winner? Because I think it's pretty even. Yeah, I... I think both teams end up with, you know, some of what they want. And I think that you leave happy but not fully satisfied, which is what a compromise is. Right. I I really think it depends on how healthy Chris Stapps is able to come back. That's true. When he does come back, finally, from the knee injury that he suffered, uh, which I believe was an ACL tear. So, for me, it's really... This trade says two things. One, the Mavericks clearly have a lot of faith that Chris Stapps will come back healthy. Two, they decided that they weren't going to build this team around Dennis Smith Jr., mm-hmm. which, you know, makes it even more clear that they're going to build a team around Luka Doncic. Yeah. Which, I mean, I can't necessarily blame him. After no, he's the season a fabulous that he's player. Yeah. I see a lot of upside to his game. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know who won this trade. I guess we'll see if there were more details on the two future first-round picks. Um, knowing if they were protected or anything like that, that'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're reading this straight off the New York Knicks press release. So I guess it really it depends on also, too, if those two future first-round picks develop into anything special. Yeah. If those two picks develop into two all-stars, this is a great trade for the Knicks. Yeah. And they'll look back on this and say, yeah, it was worth getting rid of Chris Stapps. For but sure. But say those both turn into busts. All right, you got Dennis Smith Jr., who's a great player, and DeAndre Jordan, who, let's be honest, I mean, he is not the same player that he was when he was a Clipper. No, of course not. He hasn't been that same player in a very long time. Um, and then Wesley Matthews is, you know, he's a bench player. But another thing I would say is if you're the Knicks right now, and it's like you said earlier in take number one, you right. have nothing to lose. No. They have- I think it was smart to get rid of KP. Like as much as everyone's going to be sad, mm-hmm. I, it was a smart move. Why do you think it was smart though? Because I, you only have something to gain. At this point, like it's you're not going to go anywhere with this season. Mm-hmm. So you know that you can get a lot for this player, right? Why not? Sure. I mean, it's sad, but you know that you can potentially rebuild with what, like two first round picks. You can yep. potentially rebuild from this catastrophe of a season with right. one very good player and a very good trade. Yeah, it's it's pretty clear that they 
are just in a mode now of, all right, let's rebuild, let's acquire yeah. some draft picks and try to stock up from here on out. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah, I don't blame them. They're awful this year. 10 and 40. Mm. Just, ugh. I've seen some videos of them playing too. I'm just like, oh, we're both literally hunched over right now because awful. it hurts. It look, they look so bad. It's not even funny. It's just like this is terrible basketball. Yeah, it's like you can't even make a joke out of it because you're just like, oh, honey. It's like a Nick Suns game this year. It's just, ugh, <laughs> just terrible. Um, but yeah. Anyway, with that, that's huge news. The other big news that's sort of circulating around the NBA right now that nothing has been finalized on mm-hmm. is Anthony Davis. He's not going to be a Pelican. Right. We can all say he will no longer be a Pelican. But are but... Lakers fans going to get what they want? And you want to know what I don't understand? Just real fast. Right. Sorry. Quick sidebar. Go ahead. So everyone bitched about super teams when the Warriors did it. When the Warriors did it. Yeah. But now that... The Lakers are potentially not. I'm not saying they're going to, going to become one, mm-hmm. but you know, like they're starting to sort of find these really great pieces. Right. They have the potential to become a super team, and no one's complaining about it. No one's going to say Anthony Davis ruined basketball. Yeah, I mean, it pisses me off the double standard we hold these teams to because I like Kevin Durant, and saying that he ruined basketball. Don't you give me that look? And saying that he ruined basketball pisses me off. I I realize yeah. it's not the same situation, whatever. But people were saying that they were mad at super teams. Sure. I Here's my whole deal, too, with super teams, though. Super teams have always existed in the NBA. Yeah, of course they have. But, but people act like this is some new thing that the Warriors invented. It is not a new thing at all. No, and it's literally every team's goal. Like, ever. Go, go back <laughs> to team. the 90s. The Bulls. Mm-hmm. Jordan Pippen that those teams they were dominant they were in quote unquote a super team a little bit after that you had the Lakers with Shaq and Kobe yeah that was a dominant team that was a very dynamic duo that was a quote unquote super team well you could argue that um those however many years the Lakers Celtics rivalry those sure. were two super teams the Showtime Lakers with Magic Johnson yeah super team yeah the Celtics with Larry Bird super, super team. team you could if you really I don't know if they'd be more villains. They probably would. But you could say the bad boy Pistons. Super team. Briefly. Yeah. But nonetheless, like they were very had, good and had very dumb. Had to throw dominant. that in there. <laughs> had to throw it in there. Had to remind people that, yes, we have won championships. Um, but, A long you know, time ago. <laughs> right. Super teams have existed before. They will continue to exist. I don't necessarily get what's so bad or why people would get upset about them happening. Yeah, that's like, what annoys me. And I just haven't seen anyone get annoyed with the thought of Anthony Davis joining the Lakers, which is why I just wanted to bring it up very briefly, but okay, back on track. Yeah. It, I don't – I think he'll wind up in L.A. at some one point or another. Whether or not he winds up there immediately after this trade mm-hmm. is a different story because he's made it clear. He has said that, you know, if he goes somewhere like Toronto – He'll be a rental. He's going to go to sure. L.A. He wants to be in L.A., and that's very clear. Well, and, anywhere he goes, he's going to make a team better. I sure. mean, he is a hot commodity right he's now. He's a phenomenal player. Right. So I'm feeling like he could kind of pick and choose where he wanted to go right now. I think if he wants to go to L.A., he'll end up in L.A. Well, I think right now, it's until he hits free agency. No, I realize that. Right. And I realize it's not completely up to him right now. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying, like, if he wants to go to LA like don't you think that team will be able to make it happen don't you think the Lakers will be able to make that happen because he's that good I think I I could see the Lakers doing everything that they possibly could to get him on that team it's all will come down to whether the Pelicans are willing to make the trade or not (laughs) just cut to the Pelicans like we want LeBron yeah give us LeBron (laughs) LeBron or nothing no (laughs) LeBron for Davis straight up like actually you know what throw in a couple first rounders <laughs> right <laughs> with lebron and then we'll maybe consider it um it just hangs up right yeah <laughs> um i yeah i don't know if he'll wind up in la like i said from this trade i could see him winding up somewhere like toronto um but 
nonetheless, one way or another, he'll wind up there. He will be a Laker. I would be shocked if he wasn't, especially after free agency. Yeah, um, fair enough. But yeah, that is that's just sort of been the crazy situation with the NBA right now. He got fined fifty k. Um, Jesus, for declaring for what? a public trade. Oh, basically, gotcha. uh, he fun fact, and this sort of will support my theory that he will wind up in L.A. no matter what. He is signed with LeBron's management group. Ooh, so that that's important. Yeah, I think that's big. The guys that manage LeBron are now managing AD. Interesting. So, like I said, not far fetched at all to know that he'll be there. So then, transitioning from the NBA a little bit. Yep. We have MLB free agency. Oh yeah. Here's our news. Nothing's happened. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. We're done. That's a wrap. That's that's it. <laughs> that's the whole news. Uh, no, Manny Machado's um, agent or somebody said he's not even close to signing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bryce Harper. There has not been really anything about him except for a mystery team met with him. Um, nothing's new. Mm-hmm. That's no. the MLB for you right now. It's yeah. very frustrating as a fan. You remember like the four hours on Twitter when we all thought Bryce Harper was going to sign with the Phillies? Yeah. Where it was leaking out. Oh, he's going to sign with the Phillies today. He's going to sign with I the Phillies I still think today. he's going to go there. Honestly, I do. Why? Why would he go to Philadelphia? Because they're a, not a bad team. Mm. They're not. I, but I just don't. And they've been having this in the works for a while, signing like uh, Jake Arrieta, if I'm not wrong, and you know, getting a few of these like key players but let's set aside logic and let's talk about like, so we're doing sports then right setting aside logic <laughs> that's sports let's <laughs> set aside logic on it i don't see bryce harper as a philly i don't know why i don't see it i don't know what is in my brain that is preventing me from being like yeah that makes sense why do you see him i just don't in washington as a national I mean, he's been there for a long time. No, I know, but, but I what see... about that team is like, that makes sense, but other than he's been there? I don't know. What other teams I... make sense to you? The Dodgers make a lot of sense. Ugh. I could see him being a Dodger. Oh, That no. would make sense. I could see him being a Cub. That would make sense. There's no way he's going to the Cubs. Oh, he won't. No, I'm not saying he's going to the Cubs, but I'm saying logically, for some reason in my brain, I don't know what it is, this weird feeling, mm-hmm. but you ever like see a player on a team and you're like, hmm. I don't really know if they are, like, that team. Yeah, Eric Hosmer to the Padres. I'm still mad about it. Right, all right. So you <laughs> looking at Eric Hosmer in a Padres jersey. It's just like, that doesn't feel right. Yeah, but I think it's because I'm still a little heartbroken. But but you see what I'm saying with <laughs> yes, that logic. Yes, no, I totally That's get That's where saying. I feel, like, with That's Bryce just, Harper being it's a It's just Philly. interesting to me because I haven't thought about it like that. Yeah. But it's like, uh, I guess I feel the same way about Manny Machado. Like, I could see him on certain teams but like if it was if it were to come out you know that he was like thinking about the royals you know or something crazy like that like there's no way he'd go to like a small town ish team like that so i guess i do see what you're saying i just i don't know something is in my brain where i just can't see it happening but that's interesting yeah it i don't know i still think they're giving him such a great offer though yeah. I mean, I think, not that there's anything been made public, but I think that they're probably going to give him a very good offer. I think every team that he's even, like, having a sit-down conversation with is giving him a phenomenal well, offer. Well, yeah, of course. You're not coming to the table with Bryce Harper and being like, eh, we'll give you – how does $5 million in a <laughs> year for five years sound, Bryce? What, 25? <laughs> yeah? You feel good about that? Let's sign. T-Mobile no. gives me more money than that. Right, exactly. <laughs> My he, T-Mobile commercials – Give me more money. Than he that. he gets more money from his sponsorships, probably. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no team is coming to the table with some weak ass offer. Yeah, of course not. But I just think that the Phillies. I don't know. The Phillies have seemed like the team that has, like, almost dogged him a little bit more than maybe. other teams. I feel maybe. like the Nationals probably gave up a while ago. I'm sure their offer's still on the table, but I think they've sort of recognized that that's not going to happen for them. I don't think the Nationals management expects I, – I think they would be a little foolish to expect Bryce Harper to sign with them at, again at this right. point. I just don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, wherever he goes, he's going to get a shit ton of money. That's all we can say for sure right now. Yeah. Um, speaking of – I guess this isn't really sports – <laughs> Do you see the weather in Chicago 
like oh yesterday. My God. It makes me. Do you see the video of Lake Michigan? Oh yeah, I think I did. It, yes, it frozen. Yeah. yeah. It just this ugh. weather has been horrifying. Yeah. And here's the thing: is yesterday, what was the wind chill? We thought they were going to cancel classes. At least I did. <laughs> Because it, the wind chill was so bad, though. Yeah, it was like negative 10 here or something like that. It was negative 15 when I was walking to class. Wow. And then this morning, it was negative 5 wind chill. Where my family lives yesterday, it was negative 40. No, I, yeah, it's horrible. Crazy. But I'm just saying, like, how insane the weather is. When I walked to class this morning at, what, 930, mm-hmm. it was negative 5. When I left class today, it was 40 degrees. Yeah. What the hell? I don't know. It's crazy. It's going to be like 65 degrees this weekend. The weather's weird. And on that I'm note, ready for this polar vortex to get out. <laughs> I don't... It, we're going to get hit again. I oh, just know it. Probably, but it's, hopefully it's not that bad. Who knows? Who honestly knows? We live Me. in Kansas right now. <laughs> Both of us live in Kansas. It is the most unpredictable weather yeah, in the Yeah, no, there's world. a famous saying that it's... in. If you're in Kansas and don't like the weather, wait 10 minutes. Yep. Jeez. On that note, the weather's insane. Thank you so much for joining us again. <laughs> Follow us at Easy Sports Pod on Twitter. Uh, give us a five star rating on iTunes if you feel so inclined. And please do subscribe. Yeah, we really and tell your friends. That. Tell your friends. Get We're gonna add that on. in from now on. That's, that's tell a your friends. Good little add on. Tell your friends. <laughs> Spread the word. We're here. Oh, God, Bryce just needs to pick a team. <laughs> I want it to be over. Honestly, me too. I'm ready. Uh, Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. We'll see y'all soon. See you soon.